0: Welcome back to the Her Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and this is episode number 22. It's kind of ironic that the 22nd episode is the first episode for 2023, but I'll work on it and I'll improve for next year, I promise. I strongly believe that one of the highest forms of self-care a woman can perform is understanding her cycle. If you followed along for a while, you know this one is one of my core beliefs and how powerful it is in a woman owning who she is, her energy, and who she's becoming. And so to open this year's season of the podcast, I am chatting with Charting with Jess. Jess is a fertility awareness method coach and a firm believer in non-hormonal birth control. Jess and I touch on all different topics. This is and this episode is not for the faint-hearted, but again, if you're listening, I think you know that none of my episodes are for the faint-hearted. If you're listening along and think of someone else that might benefit from this episode, please send it along to them. You're more than welcome to slide into Jess or Mine's DMs with any takeaways that you had after listening to this, but without further ado, let's hit play. All right. So, well, what's your cat's name
1: then? Oh, Franklin. <laughs> Franklin. Is that off the TV show? No, actually, he was um already named that when I got him cuz I got him when he was 4. Yeah, so he's a rescue. Yeah, or well, he was free on Gumtree. Some guy was giving him away and I was like, "How can you?" And everyone wants kittens and I'm like, "I'm going to rescue the adult." Yeah. Um but yeah, he's 11 now. And was I it hard been- to bring was it hard to bring home cats? No, I don't think so. He literally just came in like he owned the place and he was like, oh, this is, this is it. Did you ever find out why he was giving him away? Yeah. I asked him why he didn't want him. And he said that, so he moved from regional Victoria into Melbourne and he lived on the back of a train line. And he said that he was scared of the train. But when I went to pick him up, the train came and he didn't react. And I mentioned it and he was like, Oh, no, it's when the V-line comes, like the the express trait. And I was like, oh, okay, but who knows? Doesn't it worry you, like, when you see those
0: ads too, you're like, how do you know that this is going to go to a good owner? Or, like
1: yeah and the other weird thing was he gave me like he gave me the food the um carry cake like he gave me everything and then he's like oh I've got this like little um box of outfits and I was like okay and then when I got home I'm pulling them out and they're like these little doll clothes and I was like what the fuck you dress up your cat and this and then I thought oh maybe he's into it so I put it on and he's sitting there frozen like get this off me now and I was like, what the hell is this guy doing to this poor cat?
0: Please tell me you just threw that box out.
1: Yeah, I did. It went straight in the garbage bin. And I was like, that is so weird. And I mean, he has the best life. He's a, more of an outdoor cat as well. He has a cat flap. He can free roam yeah. in and out. And he's like more outside than in.
0: Yeah. So where are you? Are you in Melbourne? Yeah. You? I'm in Adelaide or the Barossa.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. So Jess is one of my Instagram connections, and I've brought her on the podcast today to chat about. Well, I mean, the baseline is going to be chatting about our cycle and tracking our cycle, but I am hoping that we go off into all different directions. How does that sound, Jess?
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me.
0: So now that we know you live in Melbourne and talk all things tracking cycles, tell us a little bit about you that people might not expect?
1: Yeah, so I started working in corporate for many years. I thought I had to climb the corporate ladder because that's what my parents told me. And I went to a private school. So they were like, we didn't pay school fees for you to be a chef Or uh, I wanted to- Oh be my a chef god, I only had this conversation
0: rider. with someone the other day. I did hospitality in high school and I went to a Same. private school too. And I was like, Mom, I'm gonna like I want to go do my apprenticeship. And she literally those words, I did not pay all this money for you to go and become a chef. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was told. Or I wanted to be a horse rider, but that was too expensive. Yeah. So my school fees could have gone to be a horse rider. I would have loved to be in the Olympics and do horse riding. But yeah, I climbed the corporate ladder and I was um, one of those people that I can get all my work done in four hours and then I have nothing to do and get bored. So I would just Google health and fitness, wellness. I thought I wanted to be a PT. Then I wanted to be a naturopath. Then um, I thought I wanted to be Chinese uh, medicine practitioner And I just started Googling stuff all the time and I was following a lot of health people in the industry and someone uh, shared an email or sent an email and I saw in the subject line, natural birth control. And I was like, wait, what is this actually a thing? And I was on the pill at the time. I was on it for five years and purely only just for contraception. Like I, I didn't need it for anything else. Um, and when I saw those words, I had to Google it and I just spent the whole day Googling. It was on a Saturday, so that wasn't on work time <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify that. But I went down a rabbit hole and I discovered fertility awareness. And I literally said to my boyfriend at the time, I'm not with that guy anymore. But I was like, I found this and this is what I'm doing. And he was like, OK, cool. So I literally just didn't take the pill the day after that and went and bought myself a thermometer because you have to take your temperature and downloaded an app and off I went.
0: What was the app you first downloaded?
1: I was called Kindara. Oh yeah. Yeah. A few people have heard of it, um, but I don't think that they're going to be around much longer because their contact website is down. They're uncontactable. So the app store works a lot of people still have their data but i would just warn people that use it to back it up because who knows when it will just disappear off the app store
0: yeah right i think they i think it's they don't like they're one of the apps that don't um allow like irregular tracking almost or longer tracking or something like that there's an app that you know if you don't have your cycle within a certain amount of days it doesn't allow you to log that oh, is yeah, that
1: think with that one yeah i had a regular cycles and long cycles when i first started charting unless yep. things have changed um yep. because i don't know i've deleted the app so long ago and there was a forum section on kindara so you it was like a facebook group almost where yep. you could share your chart and ask questions so i don't know if that's around anymore either so
0: you just said that like when you came off the pill you started having like some issues with the length of your cycle what else came up for you
1: yeah I had a lot of anxiety come up I don't know my mental health wasn't good at the time but I just kind of spiraled and my anxiety was really bad my hormones were out of whack um I was having super long cycles like 60 days 72 days um I wasn't able to confirm ovulation and that's when I was like oh there's something not right here
0: where did you go with that
1: I actually went to see a acupuncturist and got Chinese medicine. And that's how I started um, to gain more interest in that area. So I did acupuncture every week um, and she sort of followed my cycle. So we would focus if I was bleeding, we'd focus on acupuncture for that cycle to help nourish. And then if I was ovulating or when I should have been um, help strengthen the ovulation side of things and that really helped I got so much benefit out of it which is why I love Chinese medicine I always recommend it and I went on to study it actually did you yeah I did two years out of the four-year degree but um I had to defer and then I just never went back yeah so did you um
0: we were talking about if I if I would edit the podcast because I you know we trip over our word, words and here I am yeah. tripping over my words um did you ever go and seek other like so you're there tracking your cycle your cycle has got you know it's irregular. did you change anything else or were you only looking at like are you changing your exercise were you changing the way you eat or did you purely just look at sort of cycling?
1: No, because I didn't think there was anything wrong with my diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that I had to balance my hormones. And of course, coming off birth control, the last thing I wanted to do was go to a doctor, a GP and ask. So I wanted to do it a more holistic way.
0: So did that come from all the research that you had done or you had already instinctively kind of started Stepping away from the
1: medical industry. Yeah, I would say all the research that I was doing while I was doing my amazing corporate job (laughs) that that I was like, I don't trust the doctors anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, It's really funny. I had this conversation with um, my housemate actually yesterday, the astrologist. We were talking about her just before we hit record Um, and she was sort of probing me on my like why I had the views that I did about the medical industry. Um, And I think, you know, Once you start learning about birth control, once you start learning about your body, like that just opens up a whole new world. And if they're, I'm not going to say lying, but there's, if there's misinformation around that, like, how can you trust for anything else? If they're not giving you the full story, how can you trust for that? So it's a really big thing for a female, I guess, to then start going on this journey. So then what happened? You started acupuncture, started Chinese medicine. How long until your cycles were sort of back in play?
1: I would say within three months, I was really surprised at how quick the results came from the acupuncture um, and taking some herbs as well. And yeah, they sort of just got a lot better. Um, I went through post-pill acne, mm-hmm. which is a term that they coined when you stop any hormone birth control because of that estrogen dominance, you get really bad breakouts. And I I remember when I would stop the pill every now and then I would start to break out. So because I was, because I threw the packet out, there was no way I was going back on it. It got really bad and it got worse at one point. And I always tell people you have to persevere and get over that hump Yeah. and just keep going because it does get better and your skin will, will get better. Um, so
0: what happens if, you know, I know like for me, for example, I know that acne was one of the reasons I went on the pill. So how do you, how do you coach your clients or what's the conversation around? I'm going to sneeze.
1: <laughs> <Bless you.
0: laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, okay. What's the conversation around that? You know, your potential, your symptoms are potentially going to come back angrier. Like, How do you start to have that
1: conversation? Yeah. Well, obviously Letting them know that that's a possibility that can happen, and I do recommend going and seeing someone, like whether it's a naturopath or getting acupuncture and balancing the hormones, which is what I did. I started to get acupuncture again uh, because I did stop. So I did that, um, and then I was doing facials once a month as well. So not only was I working on internally reach yourself, girl. Yeah, I know, and it's it is sad. (laughs) Because I do tell people and they're like, that's really expensive. Like, it's a lot of money to spend. I know acupuncture can be expensive and same with doing facials. You're already thinking- spending lots of money, right? Like, if, you're, if you've are if you got
0: the acne the way that I had it, the way you're talking about it, you've got a product shelf that you could display and sell on Amazon if you wanted anyway. <laughs> um, so you're already spending the money. The money is already there. It's just trying something new.
1: Yeah, that's true. I was getting laser facials. So it's like a yeah. laser machine that zaps the skin and because the acne is underneath the skin. I call them craters. Like you can't. Pop yeah. It. yeah. So it's getting into those layers. Um, and yeah, I mean, my health is my number one priority. So for me, I'd rather spend my money on health than going out and drinking and and dinners and shopping, because that is a low priority for me in life.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting conversation that you've brought up there, alcohol. Um, I always have this conversation with my girls like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. I'm like, it's fine. You're absolute, like you're an adult. You're absolutely okay to do whatever you want. But alcohol in the body, and especially when we're in a phase where we're trying to learn about it or get in touch with it, alcohol is, I mean, it's a blocker, right? When you're, Teaching about the cycle. Do you talk about alcohol?
1: Not necessarily. Um, I don't because I don't really focus on um the symptoms and fixing the symptoms. I sort mm-hmm. of refer and uh, refer on and outsource that because mm-hmm. that's not my expertise. Yeah. Um, but I can only talk from my experience. I did for exactly 12 months. I give up alcohol. Did you go dry
0: for 12 months? Yeah.
1: You. I I didn't have a drop of alcohol. I didn't have caffeine. And the only caffeine I had was in black tea. And um I gave up dairy as well. And how did
0: you come back from that? Like so Jess and I, a little backstory, Jess and I were messaging about the podcast and sort of talking about how we had indulged over the Chrissy break. Um and I often think like, oh, you know what? I just because I don't drink a lot, but I do enjoy. Uh, drink here and there. And I'm like, you know what? I'd love to be able to give it up for a year.
1: So how do you give something up for a year and then go, okay, I'm gonna start it again? I honestly don't know how I did it. I think because my mental health was really bad at the same time, it sort of pushed me to be more disciplined because I was like, I need to just get everything in order. Yeah. And I just went on this journey. Um And I was just sick of drinking all the time. I was like, I'm so over it. It's so pointless to me. Like, I I just didn't want to go out anymore. Um, So on New Year's, I'm not like a New Year's resolution person, but it was on New Year's Eve or that next day, I was like, no more. And then it wasn't until the following year on what we call Australia Day um, that I had my first drink after that.
0: That's longer than a year.
1: Yeah, so it was technically longer. And I was like, I wanted to drink, but then I was scared because like you're not used to feeling that drunk state for so long. And I remember my my friend, um, he was like, you have to just do it. And I'm going to be here. Like if you get drunk and you don't remember and get blackout, it's going to be okay. And he had to like coach me (laughs) through the night. And then after that, I was like, Oh, that was nothing. I can start drinking, and she's back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So So what did you moderation?
0: What did you learn about yourself in that year of no caffeine, no alcohol, no dairy? There is no way that I could give up dairy for a day. I think, let alone.
1: Yeah, it was it was hard, and I could um, easily give
0: up alcohol for a year, but dairy, nah.
1: Yeah, it was really hard. I don't know. I just had this thing in my head of I'm just gonna do it. Yeah just see what happens and I was kind of put off all the things because when you're so low or when I was so low in that time of my life I was like I will do anything to get myself better in a better state
0: it's a lot um and I had
1: to get rid of some people as well
0: I was yeah this is where (laughs) um you know these are the women that I speak to they've done everything they're not in a good place. I don't want to use the word low because I'm not talking about my own experience. Like it's, you know, and it's, that's why we're, it's so easy to cut things out because if you feel like you can wipe the like, slate clean and almost start again. Um, and you're right. It comes so much further than
1: diet. Yeah, it was a mental thing as well.
0: Yeah. Um, but I sort of meant like that networking, the community that you have around you, like sometimes they're not, the people for you and it's not it's hard to be recognized are you a social person
1: I am I call myself an introverted extrovert yes <laughs> because I love to go out and socialize but then there's a time where I just get too overwhelmed and it's too much and then I have to revert back to my cave for a little bit yeah and regenerate and then yeah I can go out again
0: yeah um and when you don't do that you do like it it's almost like a a social hangover. Like you take so much longer to sort of recoup and come back to yourself.
1: Yeah, totally. So how
0: long do you think it was that you were tracking that you really felt confident with it?
1: Oh, it took me eight months to become confident and I was self-teaching. Then I decided to take a course, Yeah, somebody in the US and, to be honest, I learned nothing. (laughs) Yeah, And I was like, what, how did this happen? Like, it's not that hard. And it's, it is a lot easier than that. So. Well, I think
0: the thing you learned in that was to back yourself and go, right. I can do the research and understand this
1: stuff. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't give up. I was like, I'm again, I think that's just my personality. Like, when I set my mind to something, whether it's like quitting alcohol for a year or learning to chart, I'm yeah, I'm gonna do it. And yeah, no matter how long it takes me, so yeah, good me. It took me a good eight months.
0: How was it received? Like, you know, when you started talking to your girlfriends, when you started talking to family, that I mean, it's not really dinner time conversation. Hey, I'm gonna stop taking the pill. Um, but you know, I think especially amongst our female friends, it's sometimes not so much now, it's definitely a lot more of an accepted conversation. Um, but yeah, what was the general consensus when people, when you started talking about it?
1: Yeah, I was, they thought I was crazy Mm. that this was some hocus pocus witchcraft. They either thought it was that or they thought it was the rhythm method which is the outdated method um that works as a calculation it works a, uh, it's based off an algorithm so it looks at your past cycles yeah which is not fertility awareness so they either thought i was doing the rhythm method and they're like oh my grandmother had eight children and she did that
0: or i love how people love to put their like <laughs> no, that doesn't work for me. Like, that's not going to work. It didn't work for me. Stop putting your stuff on me.
1: (laughs) I'm learning. Because your grandmother did it. Exactly. She did it wrong, first of all, which which is fine. Like, the science is there now and it's been studied. Whereas back then it was, but they obviously didn't know that it's not going to work at the time.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I guess in how, like you can talk like when you came off and you had the irregular cycles, like again, I work with a lot of women that have PCOS, endometriosis or any, any sort of cycle irregularity. How can you, how do you start tracking your cycle when you don't have a regular cycle?
1: Mm, well, I still don't have a regular cycle to this day. <laughs> I'm not a textbook and um, fertility awareness looks at your signs and symptoms day by day. So that's why the rhythm method doesn't work because we're looking at past cycles and based on one cycle, it will say that you ovulated on day 15 doesn't mean that you're going to ovulate on day 15 every single cycle. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that's why fertility awareness is good for regular cycles because you're just taking your temperature every day and checking your cervical mucus and we're just seeing when you do ovulate to know when to close your fertile window.
0: And what are those signs?
1: For confirming ovulation? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in a nutshell, we use temperature. Yep. So your temperature rises when you ovulate because you've got more progesterone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you use temperature and then your cervical mucus. So you're looking for a pattern that changes from like a non-peak fertile type to a fertile peak type mucus. And then the pattern will go back to the non-peak, non-fertile. So you, it's, you're seeing like a peak go up and then go down. Mm-hmm. So those two signs will indicate ovulation.
0: And once those signs have, like are you fertile during those signs or once those signs have happened?
1: Yeah, once you you follow the method rules to confirm that you did ovulate, you close the window. And then you're no longer fertile because the yeah. egg is no longer alive to be fertilized.
0: Yeah, to do its thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because I have a lot of friends that like, okay, we're gonna do this, Mel. You've talked enough about contraception, we're coming off contraception, we're gonna dive into the apps. And you know, the apps sort of say, here is your fertile window, and it's almost like it's a big chunk of the month if you're doing it electronically. And so they're almost so scared to have the people, my friends that I'm talking about have long-term partners. We're not about to go and talk about how they're just sleeping around using unprotected sex. Um, But they're still scared to do unprotected sex because they're so scared of falling pregnant. So how does fertility awareness differ from the apps? And are there any apps that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, so the apps use that algorithm. So they're using the rhythm method because every time you get your period, you note it in the app. And then the next time you get your period, you note it again. So it looks at how many, how long your cycles are and then it just assumes that you always ovulate on day 14. So that's why it will tell you when you can go unprotected and when you can't. But, again, if you ovulate later in your cycle or you have irregular cycles, it's going to be different every time. Yeah. Um. So I recommend the Read Your Body app, which is – a app that has no algorithm in it, it is all user-based, meaning that you have to put the data in yourself. You have to put your fertile window in yourself. Like you mark it, you mark everything on your chart. The app will never tell you anything. Will it suggest? No. Okay. Nothing, (laughs) which is why that is the proper way to use fertility awareness because you learn the method. And you're following your cycle and then you're just using that to store it yep. and then to work out when your fertile window closes.
0: So do you ever, like, um, recommend, like, the Apple app, health app and things like that?
1: Is that, like, because you can log your temperature in there and stuff like that? Yeah, you can log it in there, but it doesn't show you a clear clear graph, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure because I haven't used it. Yeah. Um, the latest Apple Watch, you can use that to take your temperature. You have to sleep with it. Yeah. Just like the TempDrop, which is a armband that you can wear while you sleep.
0: That's the one you recommend with your army, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's if you don't wake up at the same time every day because when yeah. you take your temperature orally, you have to do it at the same time. Yeah. Um. Whereas, yeah, I love the TempDrop. I use it as well and... It just syncs to the app and then you put it in the Read Your Body app.
0: Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I always see the app pop up, uh, the ads pop up for temp drop. And to be honest, I'm just fucking lazy. And so... <laughs> <laughs> what, to buy one or that's why you use one? No, That's why I would use one because I'm yeah. like, the, the, like the small act. And this is a conversation I have with my women. Like the act of taking your temperature in the morning is literally giving yourself that opportunity to it's a self check. Cool. What's actually happening. It's like, it's, I had a w- w- conversation with a woman just before and she's like, it's almost why I was avoiding it. Cause you know, I've had a blowout of Christmas and I just, I'm, you know, being naive around the whole thing. I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like if I can put the armband on and just not have to worry about it and just does it for me.
1: Yeah. Well, the armband faces out that um, going even, um, even having irregular sleep cycle or if you're like a night shift worker if you're breastfeeding or have young kids that you wake up and um if so how does
0: it work then is that taking an average of your temperatures
1: yeah so it's once you turn it on it's taking the temperature the entire time Mm -hmm. Um, it's reading the entire time and it actually has a motion sensor in there so it knows that once you're in that deep sleep it registers so Basal body is like your lowest resting mm-hmm. or temperature. So the motion sensor detects that you're still, you're asleep, um, which is why you still need to sleep for at least three hours. You have to be asleep for three hours for the temp drop to work. Mm-hmm. So then it, when you sync it, it will look at where was that lowest point at the time that you okay, were Okay. So you
0: look for that. It doesn't sort of give it to
1: you. Oh no, it does. So when you think it, it will just show you the temperature value for that morning, okay, or for that day.
0: Yeah. How do you get your partner involved? How do we start having conversations with the men in our lives? Or, yeah, I'm yeah.
1: This is a a great one because guys are very. You know what? And I'm
0: talking about this on a committed and a casual basis. Like I think this is a conversation (laughs) that we need to have both.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. Which one would you want me to start with?
0: <laughs> Let's go both. Let's just dive in, whichever.
1: Uh, well, I always, from from what I've gathered, a lot of guys are very resistant in the beginning because they are more so very worried about having a baby or getting someone pregnant. I think they are more, more not wanting to have a baby and they have a lot more resistance but it's because they don't understand how it works. Correct. Yep. So, I recommend- men love
0: to learn how things work, though. Too right. Yes,
1: they're very um, they're very statistics mm-hmm. people. They're very numbers. My partner loves stats and numbers, so you can show them the study that was done on fertility awareness to show that it's ninety nine point six percent effective. If they like that stuff, but then it's also in explaining to them and showing them your chart and explaining like okay this is when I have my period this means I'm ovulating or you know I'm in my fertile window because I've got fertile mucus doesn't mean I'm always aroused (laughs) 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 have you seen that meme where it's like um like I've got like fertile mucus stretchy egg white am I? partner thinks that I'm turned on or something
0: no you, if it comes up you have to send it to yeah, me yeah
1: I will so yeah there's that and just explaining to them like this is how it works um some of my clients even bring their partners on the call so yeah they can in. Or what they do is I have the session one on one with them and explain it to them and then I tell them go and teach your partner what I've taught you yes. because the time you re-explain it is when it implements better your and it brain. sticks. Yeah, yeah, it sticks to your brain better. So yeah. those are some ways to to get them on board.
0: Matt, like it's the even the statistic that women are only fertile, well, essentially six days in the month. Like it blows their mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that blows everyone's mind because society has made us think that anytime you have sex, you will get (laughs) pregnant.
0: And if you're not married, you'll burn in a hole in the ground and go to hell. So you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so yeah, casual sex. How do you bring this up with
1: casual sex? Yes. Casual partners. So I think. I mean regardless of what birth control you use whether you are on the pill I think that's an important conversation to have when you first start seeing someone and if you know that you're going to have sex um, and obviously telling them like hey I use fertility awareness to um, chart my cycles to know when I'm fertile or not Um, and basically the same thing is just explaining it to them and then I think because you don't really know them well enough it's like finding out how much do they want to know or how much are they open to it and just starting small
0: do you know what just came up for me there is that you know you have these conversations and how receptive they are to the information is almost going to be how much they respect you in total yes um look I'm all for women liberating themselves and doing what needs to be done but yeah if you're into enter- like if you're entertaining partners that like literally aren't listening to even that sort of conversation run
1: yeah I'm so glad you say that because I get scared to say that sometimes I'm like oh if he's not like accepting fertility awareness what is he not accepting you what else is he not and yeah I'm like oh my god that's so controlling to me
0: yeah um but also knowing that it's like if it shows that level of maturity, come on, like we're in, it's 20 years 2023. This is on both of us. It's not just my problem that like you're fertile 24 hours of the day. I'm not.
1: Yeah. This is how we're
0: going to play this. Women need to stand in their power a little bit more, I think.
1: Yeah, totally. And um, I have a friend actually, and she was talking to a guy and he was like, oh no, I don't trust it. That's how my ex, like me and my ex had our two kids and I'm like you need to understand that you probably weren't doing it correctly
0: and or, if you prove
1: me wrong
0: yeah or that was the partner
1: and prove me otherwise that you weren't doing it correctly
0: yeah or that's the partner's prerogative to have them have children or whatever like yeah. what you're saying again you're
1: using the app the algorithm
0: yeah. yeah oh no like I'm saying if he if that's what the partner did and the partner ended up pregnant, maybe that's what the partner wanted. Maybe the partner wanted to end up pregnant.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe. You don't play
0: an active role in it. Like as in from the male's perspective, You you don't play an active role in it, you're not going to understand and you're not going to know the truth.
1: Yeah. And especially
0: totally. with mucus being one of the signs. Guys, you can, <laughs> you can figure it out for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I love that conversation around the whole um just the self-respect and I really my friends know that I'm pretty direct and I'll say what I want when I want and communicate it in a respectful way, but I think that women like this isn't yeah, this isn't a fluffy conversation anymore. This is our own well-being.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I just want to add one more thing about um when you're not in a committed relationship is that making sure you do use condoms in the beginning just to n- avoid getting STIs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's something also important um, because. Even like um, So even
0: around that, I have a partner that I've like long-term casual and haven't seen him in a while. And I said to him, you know, Hey, when was the last time you were checked out? And he was like, what do you mean? And there was so much <laughs> oh attitude God. around it. And
1: I'm like,
0: What? it's not like, that's almost worse than pregnancy.
1: Yeah, and please don't be like, "Are you clean?" <laughs> that <laughs> drives my gears so much. You're not dirty if you get an STI. It's no, that's condom. exactly right. Um, it does happen, and it's just what comes with having sex. But yeah, no especially, pun intended. Yeah, especially <laughs> using being clear that yeah, you're going to use condoms until you both get tested yeah continue um because like my partner will tell you he just loves to tell all the guys that oh that means you can um cream pie your missus (laughs) and I'm like stop telling everyone if they don't have a if they're not in a committed relationship
0: (laughs) (laughs) why is that okay what's that the cream like why I don't understand why is it why can they do that
1: so when, they... you're, when you're not fertile, you can have unprotected sex. Got it. The guy can ejaculate inside you. So Got it. As, as males love to just have, like, no condom sex and just cream pie. <laughs> cream pie, girls. <laughs> you know what, though, and as derogatory as it is, if that's the
0: conversation and if that's going to get them going, oh, yeah, you're right, That's that makes sense, like fuck if it starts them thinking about them those things cool let's talk about it like that
1: no I'm saying they already think like that yeah 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 but
0: that's what I mean like it's gonna get them down the path of
1: oh cool there's benefit in this for me yeah totally
0: yeah so on this topic then do you see or track libido I do yeah do you teach your women too as well
1: Yeah, I do. Um, Usually when I start with a client, I will just show them how in the app they can create custom tracking lines so they can track whatever they want. And then I just give some ideas that I track or that they might want to track. The Read Your Body app's really good because you can use emojis to show how you're feeling or Mm -hmm. there's levels. So you can use like a low, medium, high. So I usually say if you like the low, medium, high thing, you can do that. But I'm like a yes or no person all or nothing. Yeah. So I just toggle on the emoji when I track my libido.
0: Yeah. Um, I either
1: feel that way in the day or I don't.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you, it's like, yeah, okay.
1: And I so, like to see where it lines up.
0: In the cycle. Yeah.
1: And then when it starts to not when it starts to go away
0: do you find it varies for women or do you find that there are particular times of the month that it's usually pretty uniform
1: yeah usually around ovulation you will be feeling like you just want to have a baby
0: yeah (laughs) funny that right
1: I know it's like you're charting to avoid but that time that those couple of days I always say to my partner after I've ovulated, I'm like, why did I tell you last week I wanted to have a baby? That was so not me. Um, <laughs> oh, and just going back to that partner thing with charting, I feel like you both have to rein each other in with fertility charting because you will get those feelings and then you're like, oh, let's just do it. Who cares? Let's have a baby. But then he knows to be like, no, Jess, I <laughs> you know that that's not the right time. And then I'm like, yeah. yes, I know, I know. <sighs>
0: It would be so. It is it so, and I think look, we talked about the fact that men like no condom sex. Like no condom sex is so much more connected, and so especially if you are feeling more like you're in your fertile window or close to your fertile window, like it is so much more inviting to be like, oh fuck it, let's just risk it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally.
0: So yeah, raining it there's in. So together. many other
1: ways to still have sex. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was another conversation. Um. Like fertility awareness is not just for pregnancy. Yeah. So what are the benefits in tracking your cycle?
1: Yeah, well, you don't even have to be sexually active to use it. You can just track your health because...
0: Well, that's good because I'm not, so... <laughs> yeah,
1: so you can just purely do it for health reasons. Um, I think if I wasn't in a relationship and not sexually active, I would continue to chart because it tells you so many things. It's like your monthly health report card. Yeah. to even just see like how many days is your period what kind of flow was it did you see clots and then your temperatures can tell you if you have a thyroid issue are your temps too low are they too high um maybe you don't have enough cervical mucus so you have a hormonal imbalance there um and I feel like that's the starting point is the chart and then if you see something off then you can get a blood test and usually the blood test will confirm it yeah and then you can move forward to to fix that but yeah um even just like the empowerment of knowing your cycle there's so many well and i was
0: just about to say many many that like that act of getting so intimate with yourself, like in this world where, you know, you spoke about drinking and shopping and that constant like external gratification, like that pure intimate act of getting to know yourself on a cellular level. Like it's the, it's the highest form of self-care, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that high self self (laughs) self-care
0: highest level of self-care.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're the same with like, we were talking about the temperature, like like that daily act of checking in with yourself. Like thermometers are not expensive. It takes at most two minutes of a morning. Or if like Jess said, get the temp drop um, band. So it does it for you. You know, these tiny little things, they're not as um, glamorous or romantic as getting your nails done, getting massages, things like that. But it comes back to you just starting to pay attention.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So what do you think the the most um, unexpected thing about tracking has been for you or your clients?
1: Probably that it's easier than it looks. Mm-hmm. And so many times when I explain the method rules of like confirming ovulation to my client and then they see it and we do it together, they're like, oh, that was so much easier than I thought. And that was why I was like, I need to start teaching this because it's simpler than than what it looks. And yeah. the textbooks, I mean, they're great, but it helps when someone's there to explain it to you in person yeah. and to show you with your chart as well. So,
0: What's the youngest person you've worked with to track their cycle?
1: Oh, it was, um, I think she was 14.
0: Yeah. And was yeah. that something and- that she engaged in or was that like through a parent?
1: Yeah, it was more her mother that wanted her to learn. Um and I said to her I will I will teach her but you need to be present on the call as well because I just um, don't normally take people under 18. Yeah, um yeah, it's yeah. not something I was comfortable with just teaching her. Yeah. But um yeah, it was it was really interesting to to explain things to her like the cervix and the cervical mucus and she's like cringing on the call. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she was like, it's goes. and I was like This is so fun. Like, what a great experience for me when I have my own child.
0: (laughs) I know, right? You're gonna be talking about like their first word is probably gonna be vulva and it's just gonna be so natural. Probably,
1: (laughs) probably they're gonna be going and checking cervical mucus and not even what they're doing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Just not on your next ovulation cycle, okay, Jess.
1: (laughs) Um all right.
0: Do you have any final like tips or tricks for the listeners?
1: I think just get started and just (laughs) get the basal body temperature, get the app, and literally you can start mid-cycle or if you don't have a period, if you haven't had one for six months, just start um, because you'd be surprised what you'll see. Now, are you an approachable person? Can people contact you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think so. I'm not that scary. (laughs) how can I they guess. get in touch you can search me on instagram charting with jess and are you on tiktok yes i am yeah tiktok and instagram and facebook yeah cool everything is charting with jess same with my website except yeah.com at the end you can find more info on there on how we can work together I'll Jess is all my reels <laughs> i was
0: gonna say all your reels are so real like I know that sounds yeah they're so real they're so relatable um so yeah if you're absolutely getting looking at getting started with tracking or you've got daughters like I think it's super important to again just have that conversation um what's a book that they absolutely what every woman needs to read can be tracking related can be Mm.
1: anything probably your brain on birth control
0: oh yeah that to by
1: uh dr sarah e hill hmm? so she is a scientist and she's put together all the studies of what birth control does in your brain and the hormonal side but don't um don't be worried because people are like i hate science and it, and it's not a very nerdy book it's actually fun and she makes stories out of this the studies and it's very entertaining it's digestible. Yeah, that will open your eye to to a lot of the stuff that.
0: Well, I mean, people's eyes are already open; they just don't want to see. Like the amount of conversations yeah. I have with women about you know their anxiety and all that sort of stuff that I know are on birth control. There's no, they just yeah.
1: Yeah, but read that book and you will, <laughs> you will quit. <laughs> I was telling my sister things out of that book, and that what like some of the studies that I told her, she she quit yeah <laughs> she, she turkey out of their arm yes oh god
0: I have a client who I've been working with for a while she was on the rod and um and the pill what yeah the do- yeah the doctor said that that was healthy and okay I'm like no what?
1: I, yeah. I think I've only heard that if you're overweight because the pill is weight
0: oh so like weight control kind of thing yeah because obviously
1: if you weigh more you need more of the hormone yeah right so I don't know if if that's the only reason that's the only reason that I've heard yeah right (laughs) but unless someone thinks they need double protection
0: well I think that was more the case and but like how did the doctors prescribe that
1: yeah that's wild Anyway,
0: Jess, it's been lovely chatting with you and I'm so glad we connected.
1: Yes, thank Um, you. Likewise.
0: Yeah, I'll let you know when this goes live.
1: Thank you.